Shadow Factories presents Tales from the Aletheian Society, Chapter 3, De Profundis. next witness to the sacred altar of truth, Lord Arthur Roxburgh. Lord Arthur Roxburgh, heed this summons. Could someone shake the witness awake, please? Mm. Oh. Oh. oh, sorry. I think I nodded off. What did I miss? You are called to testify at the trial of your chapter master, that this society may pass judgment on his fate, and whether or not you are to share it. Gosh, does sound serious when you put it that way. <sighs> Lord Arthur, tell us, in your own words, what transpired after first you entered the vaults of Hunter House. Oh, that. Yes, well, there we were, standing just inside the doorway, and Dr. Cadwallader was shouting, Some blight has broken into the vault! By Jove, old fellow, I do believe they have! Somebody's tunnelled in for outside, by the look of it. Not only that, it appears that several artefacts are missing from the shelves. How could this have happened? The location of the vaults is a closely guarded secret. Putting them directly under the chapter house certainly was a plan of Machiavellian genius. No one could possibly have expected that. This would never have happened in Dr. Pritchard's day, Lord rest his soul. Too busy selling off the relics to pay his debts to let anyone else get a look in, was he? I'll have no choice but to report it to the Society that there's been a break-in on your watch, Chapter Master. As a matter of fact, I don't believe it has happened on Herr Dr. Cadwallader's watch. We have been in Glasgow for less than 24 hours. It has rained all that time, as it has for most of the preceding week. There's a footprint on the vault floor by the tunnel entrance, which has dried into a solid lump of mud, and given the local loam composition and ambient humidity, the footprint could not solidify completely in less than five days. Therefore, the footprint, left at the time of the break-in, was present prior to the doctor's arrival. I say, Sophie, that's awfully impressive deducing. Also, they have dropped last Sunday's newspaper. I thought this blasted place was meant to be protected by all manner of wards and charms. What's the point of being a society of ancient Illuminati if we can't manage to keep a handle on our own wretched possessions? Oh, it's warded right enough, sir. In an ancient compact as old as the society itself, each new chapter master must observe the sacred ceremonial rites, such that these hallowed halls will recognise him as one of their own, and no imprison him as a common intruder. When were you planning on telling me about these sacred rites? I was getting round to it. We're locked in new, aren't we? So it would appear. 
I took a moment to calmly assess our situation. Oh, God, we're trapped! Oh, for the sake of heaven, Arthur, don't be such a saddle goose. There's no need to panic. Mr. Gillespie still has the keys, after all. Uh, good to know. Uh, only problem is there's no keyhole on this side of the door. It's bolted tight shut for the outside. And to think that only yesterday evening I was convinced I had reached the absolute nadir, the lowest conceivable point of human existence. And yet, now I find myself locked in a squalid cellar with the four of you, and unto me a fresh hell is revealed. All right, big man, keep the heat. We simply need to remain calm and formulate a plan to best use the resources at our disposal to achieve our escape. Yes, but how? Not a week ago, this vault was breached by intruders unknown. There is no reason why we cannot retrace their steps to the outside, then make our way back to Hunter House, overland, and open the door from the other side. But what if they're still there? You have your service revolver, do you not? And do not forget, there's always schwingen. Though, alas, you're not wearing your schwingerhosen. Excellent plan. Indeed, one I was about to suggest myself. Very well. Miss Gordon, Roxburghs, down the tunnel you go to carve a path to freedom. For myself, I will remain here and guard what treasures remain in case these cracksmen should return and complete their larcenous business. No, Herr Doctor. I shall remain also. We must make an inventory of the vault and ascertain what has been taken. Relics in the hands of the unwary might cause untold damage, and the sooner we know what to expect, the better. Sophie, I can't believe you'd leave me to go down that nightmarish tunnel alone. Eh, hello? Except for the invaluable Miss Gordon, of course. Cheers, pal. All right, I'll go down the hole with your man there. See if we can find a way out that doesn't lead through a shit pipe into the Clyde. Mr. Gillespie, we're going to need the keys. No. What do you mean, no? No means no, hen. Gillespie, I fail to see how you expect the door of this prison to be opened without your cooperation. Kindly furnish Lord Arthur and Miss Gordon with the keys to this accursed vault immediately. No, Dr. Kidwallader, I can't do that. You see, Dr. Pritchard himself placed these keys in my horn when I first came here. He said to me, Gillespie, the sacred task of holding these keys I entrust unto thee, and I swore upon the good book I would nae lay them down till death should take me. Very well, down the hole with you too then. Though it occurs to me that these are desperate circumstances and extreme measures are required. Excellent, then it's settled. Now, there must be a catalogue around here somewhere. Well then... I suppose there's nothing for it but to make a move. Do or die for queen and country, eh, what? Once more into the breach, dear friends, Leon Macduff and, and all that. Are you coming or no? I boldly led the way into the darkness, willing to confront any hardship and danger ahead for the sake of those left behind. Gosh, it's dark in here. There could be anything in here with us if you stop and think about it. Watching silently from the shadows. Waiting to make its move, cold, bony fingers, extending to wrap themselves around our neck and drag us. Could you just... no. Ah, what is it? Oh, sorry, I walked into a big spiderweb. Shall I light the lantern then? Aye, maybe you'd better. I can't see us sneaking up on anyone when we're making this much noise anyway. Ah. 
That's much better already. Look, you can see pickaxe marks on the tunnel walls. Whoever dug this tunnel must have been working on it for months. They must have known exactly what they were looking for. Nobody would go to this much effort without being sure of a good payoff. But the Glasgow branch of the society was disbanded, and the house has been empty for years. There's been no one here but Gillespie, and surely he wouldn't have told anyone. Who knows what that crabbit old shite gets up to. Look, round this corner, it's opening up into older tunnels. They must have started digging for here. Surely it would have been terribly noisy. Wait, did you hear that? If you're going to start these spooky noises again... No, 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 no. Overhead. It sounds like singing. Meanwhile, my brilliant wife was hard at work identifying which of the society's priceless artefacts had been taken. But everything is in disarray. Not only have they stolen from us, they have willfully misarranged the artefacts on the shelves so that it is impossible to tell what is what. Look! Here is a label marked The Grim King of Trondheim, but it is next to a small ceramic vase, clearly of South American manufacture, which appears to contain beef jerky. And, and yet, over here is an artifact labelled Capachoca Urn, when it is clearly a lapis scarab, probably of the 22nd Egyptian dynasty. I wonder if there is anything here that might open the door. No! Um, that is to say, not if you value your life and your sanity. Have a care what you touch in this place. Better yet, touch nothing at all. I take it, this is once again a manifestation of your contempt for the female of the species. I assure you, Herr Doctor, my intellect and fortitude are as robust as your own, and I do not shirk from any danger endured for the Elysian society's sake. Perish the thought. No, madam. I merely offer you fair warning that the relics of this nature are invariably cursed. But how do you know such a thing? My dear Lady Roxburgh, are you so naive as to believe that if these artefacts might be safely wielded, our august brethren of the society would hesitate to equip themselves with every relic they could lay their clammy mitts upon? No, items of this nature are kept safely under lock and key, where they can neither tempt nor harm, to be withdrawn only in times of direst need. Perhaps not even then. I thank you for your concern and for warning, Chapter Master. I regret that my motivations are purely selfish. I have no wish to serve the remainder of this term of imprisonment with a gibbering mindless wreck, nor with a shambling corpse. Your company, tedious as it is, remains marginally preferable to either. Your behaviour, sir, is outrageous! Madam, I care as little for your outrage as I do for your good opinion. Now kindly return to your pointless make-work and leave me to my hip flask, wherein I hope to find some small measure of solace. Strong drink dulls the wits and enfeebles the mind. So I hope, Lady Sophia, so I hope. All at once I was struck by an angelic refrain from above our heads, a haunting threnody that recalled my halcyon Cambridge days. What is that? Why, it's a traditional student song. These tunnels must un run under the university. Of course. And what's beer and rum got to do with the university? Ah, uh, you've not had much exposure to higher education, have you, Jessie? Is that what you studied then? Engineering? Oh, heavens no. I did a proper degree. Music and classics. And musical classics. Like 
uh, roll out the barrel. My old man said follow the van, that kind of thing. Not music hall classics, no. The classical greats Bach, Mozart, Haydn. And then there was Latin and Greek and a smattering of philosophy. That really sort of rounded education that prepares young people to take part in a forward-looking, progressive society. Is that where you met your wife, then? God, good Lord, Lord, no. You couldn't let women in. Shut it. You may not agree with the policy, but there's no need to be rude. No, I mean, quiet. Stop where you are. I hear something, and it's no singing this time. Could it be a rat? Aye, a rat in big tackety boots. Take that, you blackguard! Mind my heat! Oh, look, Miss Gordon, it's the lucky white heather man. Here, I still have it in my buttonhole. Oh, aye, so you do. Looks like it didn't work. I can sell you another bit. Second time lucky, eh? Ah! Oh! Oh! Turns out I'm sold out. Oh, what a shame. So, eh, Banjo, can you tell me what you're doing here instead of floating down the main sewer with all the other human waste? I'm not doing nothing. Wrong answer. Oh! Ah! Eh, eh. <laughs> Oh, all right. I heard someone in town had made a big score down the tunnels. We spot a B&E, but it kind of looked like it'd set you up for life, know what I mean? I thought I'd take a wee kick and see if I could get my hands on anything that dropped on the way out. Gaelic's such an interesting sounding language. And what did you find, Banjo? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Except for this. You went looking for a big score? And all you found was this. Ooh, let me see. It's a, it's a, a ribbon. A dirty green ribbon. Sophia's got one just like it, only clean. Do you suppose it fell out of someone's hair? Aye, good find there, arse piece. Go on then, geez it. Cheers. How come you are doing here anyway? Oh, we're looking for a... A wee subterranean walk of an evening. Now, you, about face and lead on out of here. We made a good pace through the tunnels, following our native guide, who had communicated directions through grunting and gestures, despite our lack of a common language. I was ever mindful of the march of time, and the suffering of my dear wife and Dr Cadwallader back in the vault. Herr Doctor, I've made a breakthrough. I found the book wherein is catalogued all the artefacts of the collection. I spotted it at last on, on the, the second, second shelf, shelf down, down in the, the cabinet, cabinet nearest the door. the door. How did you know that? My keen hunter's eye spotted the volume as we entered the vault. Every vault and every chapter house in the British Empire is built to be identical. It's so the members can find their way around no matter where in the world they go. Including the location where the catalogue is stored. But, regardless of your pathetic need for self-aggrandizement, Herr Doctor, why did you not tell me this before? What, and deny you the pleasure of the hunt? At least while you sought it, I was spared your inane chatter. All good things, alas, come to an end. But I have wasted these hours looking for it. We are all wasting our time in this accursed place. All we can do is hope for rescue, or for death. You are being needlessly morbid. Madam, I am exactly as morbid as the situation requires. This is hopeless. The standard of documentation is execrable. And even with the ledger, it will take months to identify what has been taken. There's nothing for us to do but wait for the rescue. It seems that for once we are in agreement. Wait a moment. Move the book a little closer. 
Have you, on your admittedly incomplete inspection of the vault shelves, encountered anything that might be described as a wishing bottle? No, but as I have said, everything is in disarray. Here, at the bottom of this page. DSA number 325. Glass with wax stopper, thought to be Hawaiian in origin. And what is so remarkable about that? Why, nothing whatsoever. Except for the fact it has been signed out from the vault no fewer than six times by none other than the late Dr. Pritchard in the three months preceding his arrest and trial, the final time the very day he murdered his wife. Gillespie, attend me! Mr. Gillespie, what can you tell me about Dr. Pritchard's obsession with dangerous supernatural artifact 325, the wishing bottle? I wouldn't pass comment on the good doctor's private business. <laughs> Private business? Misuse of society artefacts is anything but private. I shall have the keys to the late Dr. Pritchard's office forthwith, Gillespie. No, Dr. Cadwallader. I can't do that. You see... I have no interest in hearing any more of your all-too-convenient promises to a dead man. No, Lady Sophia. The wife keeps them tied to her penny so she can get into dust. You can get them off her on the way past the kitchen. Oh, good. In that case, we shall go there the very moment my husband returns to open the doors. I shall require your hip flask to endure the waiting, Herr Doctor. Be my guest. After many miles, the stifling passage divided into two. We took the right fork, which brought us to a small stone chamber. This is a cosy little room, isn't it? A bit dusty, but I do like those pretty vases in the alcoves, and these funny-looking benches to sit on. We could have quite the tea party in here, couldn't we? I wouldn't sit on the benches, and they aren't only for decoration. We're in a crypt. Oh aye, there's all kinds of ways in and out of these tunnels. This one takes you up to onto the necropolis by the cathedral. The city of the dead? That sounds awfully spooky. It's not the deed you have to worry about, it's the living scumbags that give you grief. Like Bawheed over here. I can see light around the slab in the roof. I think it must be a trapdoor. If I just scramble up here, I'm sure I can push it to one side, then I can help you two up after me. We've done it, Miss Gordon. We're free! And so we commit our brother's body to the earth with a glad heart, to sleep until the day of resurrection, when earth shall give up her dead. Ah! Excuse me, apologies for the intrusion. Uh, my condolences for your loss. It's the end of days! Beg your pardon, just passing through. Billy, what are you doing back for the deed? Will I still get your pension? Make a note. Desecration of graves, destruction of church property, grievous bodily harm to a man of the cloth. I did not lay a finger on him. The clumsy oaf tripped and fell into an open grave as he ran away. What you fail to understand, Lord Arthur, is that the society will no longer tolerate scandal. For each of your acts of folly, a price must be paid. Hmm, I've got a couple of solves in my waistcoat pocket, if that's any help. This reckoning cannot be paid in coin. That's a no thank you then, is it? Your testimony, Lord Arthur. Where was I? Oh, yes. When at last we emerged from the Stygian abyss, we dismissed our guide with our grateful thanks.
Sling your hook, Fanny Boz. With great haste, we returned to the west end of the city and the welcoming facade of Hunter House. Godalming, open this door immediately! Very good, sir. And now, to the vault! Sophia, Dr. Cadwallader, we're back. The Lord has shown his mercy at last. The door boy, quickly. Arthur, dearest, embrace me. Oh, dear God, no. What have you been rolling in this time? We might have got a wee bit sorry on our trip. Sorry, we didn't have time to change. You look all pink-cheeked, Sophia. Have you been busy? During your interminable absence, we have unearthed a valuable clue to guide our investigation. Oh, well done, chaps. Where to now, then? To Dr. Pritchard's office, via the kitchen to collect the keys. And a pot of strong black coffee. Gillespie, ensure the artefacts are carefully packed and removed from the vault. Then engage a contractor to repair the wall. In the meantime, perhaps you could coax that shrieking thing from under the stairs down here with a pound or two of haggis. If that blasted noise doesn't deter any prospective robbers, nothing will. After a quick scrub down for me and an unexpectedly large cup of coffee for Sophia, we reconvened at the door to Dr. Pritchard's office. Behold, the office of the late Dr. Pritchard. Lord rest his soul. You've kept this place like a veritable shrine, Gillespie. Looks as though it hasn't been disturbed since Dr. Pritchard was last here. Aye, it's all just as he left it. A tribute to the great man, taken from us before his time. The man who was sent to the gallows for the murder of his wife and mother-in-law. Anyone can make one mistake. You look for the bottle, Herr Doctor. The rest of us will go sift the paperwork for clues. It's a big room. I'll give the doctor a hand. Gosh, there's lots of papers on the desk. Letters from the bailiffs, letters from lawyers, letters from the bank. It looks like his finances really were in a bad way. Desperate men are driven to desperate deeds. No sign of the bottle in any of these drawers. No, nor over here. What's this then? Interesting. Grocer's bill, butcher's bill, milkman's bill, tailor's bill. All unpaid by the looks of it. Oh, dash it all. I've dropped one. That is not a bill, Arthur. That is an article of personal correspondence. Give it to me. Dated a week before the death of Mrs. Pritchard, unless I am mistaken. It appears to be from a Dr. Patterson. Are you going to read it out so we can all hear? Yes, of course. My dear William, I am sorry to have to write to you on this matter, but, but I do so in the desperate hope, hope that you will pay greater heed to my written word than you have to my attempts to speak with you in person of late. I am a man of science and not given easily to superstition, but I can say with all honesty that this fixation with the occult has cast a shadow over you that no light seems able to touch. If you will not speak with me, then confide in your wife, or, if not her, then an alienist, or... God help us, William, even a priest, for I fear what is to come if you continue upon this dark journey. I do not hold out much hope of a reply, 
but I shall count my effort rewarded if you will only reflect for a moment upon what I have written, and remember that I am, and always will be, your friend, James Patterson. Well now, that's a bit of a find. What do you suppose this Dr Patterson meant by that? It should be perfectly obvious to anyone with more than a vestigial nubbin of a brain that this Dr Patterson is a Nolisman, who has somehow got wind of Dr Pritchard's association with a society. Was there no Dr. Patterson ye testimony against Dr. Pritchard at the trial? There must be transcripts of the trial somewhere. At the High Court, if nowhere else. You didn't have to go that far, Lady Sophia. I have all the newspaper clippings for the good doctor's trial in my scrapbook. I kept it by my bed to read myself to sleep. Do you want a wee kick at it? Save it for your wife, Gillespie. We're not coming to your room to look at your etchings. What in heaven's name is that? It sounds like it came from the cupboard. Oh, don't mind that. It's just Dr Hunter. You must have woken him up. As long as you toss a wee bit of tripe into his jar now and again, he's quite happy. Are you all right in there, Wally? Ah, yeah, that's a good lad. You are trying to tell us that the most celebrated anatomist of the age is in a jar in that minute cupboard. Aye, as he does anyway. Think of it as his way again back a wee bit to the anatomy department. I think I'd like to leave now. A sentiment we share, although I wager I have a longer distance in mind than you do. Very well, Alethians, to the parlour with you, where I shall join you after a moment's solitary reflection. You are lying. You are going to take laudanum. Needs must when the devil drives, Lady Roxburgh, and after the events of today, I fear he may be hot on our heels. The Alethian Society are Rhiannon Swan Price, Chris Edwards, Jude Reed, Henry Sullivan, Lindis Kim, Graham Jameson, Simeon Ewing, Gerard Kurth, Jamie Stewart, and Rich Keeling as Godalming. De Profundis was written by Jude Reed and Chris Edwards. Studio recording and original music were by Stu Goff. Tune in next time for episode four, Devil Take the Hindmost. And it's full of treasure and it's wide open. I knew that whore Jessie was hiding something down here. Oh, it's the big score for you, Banjo. Time to fill your boots. <laughs> what was that? Eh, no bother, pal. I was just leaving. Oh, God, no! Ah, my mind! <laughs>